Gunga Cast, Episode 4, October 7th, 2008. Welcome back, everybody, to today's Gunga Cast, the Bruce Campbell's Broom Closet Movie Hour. This is Greg Maloney, Gunga Casting from Lake Orion, Michigan. This is Jim Maloney, Gunga Casting from Rochester Hills, Michigan. And Jeff Hendrickson, Gunga Casting from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I want to remind everybody, per usual, that we may be swearing and we may be ruining movie endings, spoiling movies for those that are listening, but we'll make it worth your while, please, everyone. Hopefully. Yeah. And Jeff, you sound a lot better, actually. Your audio's great. That's fantastic. I'm thrilled <laughs> to hear that. I'm going to be coughing soon, so that'll, that'll make up for it. Definitely. God bless. So we're fulfilling two promises from our, our last podcast. One, that we are going to be podcasting every Tuesday from now on. And two, our new feature, Parker Posey's Play Along, we are going to be addressing today. If you guys do not remember last week's question, the Parker Posey question was uh, brought to you by me. And uh, the question was, who is your favorite character in a film who dies before the end of it? Um and we did see some, uh, we saw some action, did we not? We saw some action on the forums. We had yeah, some, good some pretty good responses. And some good <laughs> responses. what we came up with anyway. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think mine's still pretty, pretty fucking sweet. But, and we do I'll have some pictures here to illustrate. Maybe we should have required pictures for everyone that said their character. <laughs> yeah, pics would have been good. But yeah, there is definitely some, uh, some good choices. The, the one that really bugs me that I didn't think about was, pretty much my namesake, Jim Malone from uh, The Untouchables. How could I not pick him? The Untouchables movie, like, it's pretty, it was pretty good, but, <clears throat> I, and I own it, which is the biggest surprise. It was probably one of the biggest impulse buys ever. I bought that in Slapshot at, like, Kmart three, like, five years ago or something when I was going around. I've never done that before, and uh, I'm not really sure I'm happy that I own it, but that's... Oh, really? See, I really like that movie. I thought it was really good. I liked the characters in it, and... Uh, the character of uh, Jim Malone was described quite well by uh, Josh when he says all the the Italian r- remarks. Yeah, like he's got the the racial slurs and all that bit. He's, he's, and he won the Oscar. You know, you can't can't go wrong. How many Oscars? I'm guessing that was a best supporting role, or no? Correct. Yep. Yep. How many yeah, Oscars supporting. has that guy won? Like five thousand, five hundred. Honestly, I don't know that he's got a whole lot. It might be his only one for all, you know. Robin Hood, you know, Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little cameo. Medicine Man, obviously. Um, some of those, some of the ones I liked, like, I can't believe this I brought up later was, I can't believe we didn't mention Luke from Cool Hand Luke, because um, he dies at the end of the movie, and we were discussing Paul Newman that whole time, and that totally slipped. Yeah, and, I have, I don't remember a ton from that movie, so I, I actually couldn't remember if he died or not, so and uh, I, I'll take myself out of that one. There's two, two on here that uh, that I'll leave, and then uh, Jeff can bring up what he liked. Um, B. Sicta's remark of Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Not only is it a terrible movie, but it's a genius pick, and he, <laughs> he, he, he mentions that none I of the, like in most cases the movie doesn't go on or the movie doesn't happen as it does without that death, but. There's no Bert, there's no weekend at Bernie's without Bernie being dead. Yeah, so. that's a four minute movie and then the credits roll and that's it. I, which might have actually been better in a lot of ways, but yeah, I, I think the word uh, favorite kind of disqualifies him, but he's definitely a good MVP candidate. Here's the question, though. I don't remember for all those that are experts in weekend at Bernie's. 
is there a part where they actually talk to Bernie? I thought they talked to him on the phone, and then they show up, and he's, like, dead from a heart attack or something. I've never seen it, so I don't know. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, this isn't a Weekend at Bernie's type <laughs> show, Greg. <laughs> oh. uh, I want to uh, – oh, were you done? Or did you have one more to call out, Greg? Uh, that one, and I want to call out the executive decision movie Steven Seagal's death because Steven <laughs> oh, Seagal dies in such a comedic way. You guys need to – if you haven't clicked on the link that uh, – uh, Dill put up there. You have to t- check it out. But yeah, go for it, Jeff. What'd you like? Um, I wanted to give uh, also a, cr- a big big credit to Dean for the Tyler Durden. Wish I would have thought of that. Uh, that's an excellent excellent choice. Way to think outside the box, there, Dean. Yeah, uh, secondly, Tyler Durden's good. Uh, Miss uh, Miss Chrissy Thirteen, who I haven't spoken to in a while, but really bright girl, uh, came up with Kevin Spacey in American Beauty, and I'm really surprised that no, none of us came up with that beforehand. Uh, that, w- that was a great character that uh, you know, at the very end of the movie, got popped, and that's that's awesome. So yeah, that's that gets a shock. Like that's one of the the shocking. Like wow, why did that happen? That's right. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked that pick for sure. Yeah, the Tyler Durder one. I always wonder if if it's actually qualifies. I mean. Greg's a character. Yeah, character. yeah, and I, I'm, yeah. If had you listened to our last podcast, James, you would have heard me say, you know, who or I guess what uh, um, character. Yeah, but he's only half of a person, so it's it's. He's still it's a, a character. Also, the character a, comes to an I end. I must admit, I was going to do the same thing, James. I was going to argue it on the on the site. I was going to, you know, I had a whole post about it, and then I just hit delete. I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Never mind. Oh, I, I definitely like the the choice, and but I just think there is some room for argument there, just to play some devil's advocate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe to play devil's advocate, but no other reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did like the uh, the mention of uh, R. Lee Emery too from uh, from. Full metal, uh, full jacket. metal jacket. Yeah, yeah that was also uh, that was also Chrissy, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, I also like the uh, the Boba Fett one. I mean, it's amazing how popular that character became. From which, that which made me think series. of uh, of uh, Greedo. I would have loved to have seen Greedo in uh, in future. Uh, you know, I mean, he was pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit of a nerd, but Utai Guta Solo might be the greatest quote in a New Hope. It's, it's yeah. pretty sweet. It is good, but I don't think he's got quite the uh, fan following that Boba Fett has, so uh, I thought he, that was actually a, a really good choice. Because he got as... shot in the only scene he was in. I mean, maybe if, if, if he had lasted <laughs> a little longer. When you, go to a Halloween, when you go to a Halloween party, that's everyone's Star Wars, and you see all Luke, you see Leia, okay, whatever. But when you see a Greedo costume, you're like, damn, that's awesome. And that's that guy's he, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could say that by you know a lot of characters from Star Wars. I mean, oh. Hammerhead, that would be a great one to dress up as, but <laughs> no one's clamoring for him for, you know, best character. He doesn't have a line, does he? You know, it, never mind. Know. If, if we want to discuss Star Wars costumes, the number one's the number one's the guy with the giant lips that's driving the driving the, the, the Millennium Falcon at the end, like the catfish guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, I think I think that this is uh, this has got to be another Gunga catch because right, right. we digress. Okay. Too all much. Right. So that that well, was you're absolutely right, Greg, about that guy with the yeah. giant lips. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That was our uh, our recap of last week's, and this week is going to be uh, brought to you by Jeff. But we're gonna we're gonna tackle that at the end of the show, so we'll uh, give you some brain candy to think about. Um, but I did happen to notice uh, when we were looking for ideas for the show that uh, I was looking at some DVDs that were coming out, and I saw the Halloween 30th anniversary DVDs released this week, and it's the box set. There's what nine, six discs, nine discs, twenty discs. I don't even know. It's it's six discs. It's it's nine hours. 
Yeah, nine hours and 20 minutes worth of stuff to watch. And I just, I think, uh, and it comes with a Michael Myers mask. There's some other weird features that, you know, you haven't seen before. And I I just had to bring it up because I think DVDs are just going out of control. Like, how many different features or sets or, you know, bonus footage DVDs do we need? Like, I think there's a different feature and different, you know... Um, I guess different edition that comes out every year. Like, are are they just making billions of dollars selling these things over and over and over again? Like, how many times can you repackage the same thing? A lot. Uh, <laughs> is the answer to that. Um, but there, well, to to be kind of technical, one of the major reasons for that happening, that like these weird repackagings and uh, giving away things like a mask or the Big Lebowski like fake bowling ball or whatever that is, or the uh, Evil Dead where the thing looks like the Necronomicon, like the DVD case, which is kind of cool. But um, <clears throat> the reasoning for that is because less and less people for one reason or another are not, are actually buying their media like in in a uh, in a physical tangible form where people are downloading and uh, and and things like that and they tr- they're trying to give you things that you can't download or Netflix or you know like like that type of thing because that's how these production companies really make their cash particularly on shitty horror movies or good horror movies for that matter is <laughs> sales um so uh like like the the special features are a huge huge part of that like just trying to give somebody something that they can't download that's that's pretty wise wise insight. Uh, so I guess this begs the question. At least for, I'll ask you guys: Have you ever bought a movie, a new edition that you've already owned in an old edition, like a DVD, a DVD movie? Not that I've already owned. I mean, I'll definitely buy an edition that has more features before I, you know, get the bare bones edition. But if I already have one and another version comes out and it's got, you know, five more minutes of commentary edition. I don't care all that much. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely never rebought. I might with Bottle Rocket. I might buy the Criterion just because the uh, the original Bottle Rocket was so stripped down, like no special features whatsoever. And I can go for a uh, a good director's commentary now and then. Well, yeah, there's definitely some really good features out there. If if I like a movie, I'll always watch the deleted scenes. Yeah. Will you there's... watch? Go ahead. Well, before we get to the new feature, like, you know, there are some DVDs where I think out of all the DVDs I've seen, I might have watched, like, five of the DVD special features, like, out of all of them. I just don't, usually after watching a movie, it's like, all right, that's it. It's either time for bed or, you know, hey, let's play some Xbox or something like that. But I don't know. I guess I guess before we tackle good features, I, I really just wanted to listen to how I hate DVDs and all their new editions and all that. But that's... uh. Um, I guess that's something I'll take to the grave with me. And, uh, I, think, I think I sort of took the romance out of that with the answer. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I said so, I didn't want to talk about it, but whatever. So they're attaching <laughs> Michael Myers mask to all these things because you can't download a Michael Myers mask. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of lame. <laughs> it's like, ooh, i got to have that mask. Better buy the movie. Well, yeah, unbelievably enough, it must work. Otherwise, they'd probably stop doing it. But Yeah, this yeah. thing's ridiculous, dude. There's... Um, <laughs> And I guess there's there's alternative ending for the first Halloween. Like, I'm not a big Halloween fan. I've seen, like, the second one or something. But uh, some of these movies do have alternative endings, which is sort of interesting, too. I remember watching – actually, I do remember watching a, uh, The Boiler Room alternative ending, which was sort of interesting. Um, yeah, with uh, Harry Renard coming to the store yeah. place with a gun. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, yeah. So I guess that does bring us to are there any DVDs specifically that – Maybe you've you've bought for the extra features. James said he hasn't, but uh, and 
what extra fe- what DVDs have you like that have some cool extra features? Fight Club has got awesome extra features. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's pretty that, good that commentary that in that too. Yeah, I, I think there are four different commentaries, and three of them are very listenable. Yeah. Um, and uh, <clears throat> there's a there's some unfinished some scenes. scenes. There's some un- yeah, there's some unfinished scenes in that that I remember watching. Like it's like oh here's the production of it that looks sort of cool, like in the house. Right. And... The only odd part I remember about the commentary for that movie is that uh, what's her face did her commentary at a separate time so you could they weren't like, right. talking together they just kind of interspliced it so it kind of sounded like a conversation they're just right like, so yeah you've got like uh, a Norton and Pitt like joking back and forth with uh, and I think Fincher was in on that one too like and the three Correct. of them are like joking and then Helen Bottom Carter she's like and this was the scene where there's a giant dildo they got me dildos <laughs> after this like, yeah. okay. uh, one that I really love is Close Encounters of the Third Kind uh, there's a lot of kind of behind-the-scenes stories. Uh, Steven Spielberg, for instance, tells a couple stories about how he gets the kid, the little kid, to act in that movie. And there's the one scene where he's supposed to be watching the spaceship, like, lift up and take off, and it's supposed to be, like, awe-inspiring. And he ta- tells a story about how he climbs up on the stepladder in front of the kid while filming's going on, and he's got a package, and he's, like, opening this gift in front of him and brings out this big toy, and that's how he gets the, the facial responses out of the kid. And there's a couple more stories like that that I thought were pretty interesting. And stuff like that that I kind of want to hear, you know, th- the stuff you, that you won't get otherwise. I think you told me a story about, in that same thing, like, wasn't there a thing about how... I don't know if it was Spielberg, but they had like somebody from the set in a gorilla costume. Yeah, so he was, was like the prop master yeah. the movie, and it was supposed to be him watching uh, an alien run around. I think it was in the house and is scurrying about, making noises, and he's supposed to be scared. But then he sees the alien like up close, and it like they don't show the alien, but it shows his reaction to it, and it's supposed to make him like laugh or something. So the alien, you know, appears friendly to him, and he loses his fear of it. And to do that. The prop master is in a gorilla suit, so he's scared of him, he's scared of him, and he knows the prop master from, you know, screwing around on the set. So then when he needs to get to the smiling part, he takes off the mask, and it's his buddy, the prop master, and he smiles, and that's how they get the scene out of it. And I thought stuff like that was pretty cool. Yeah, learning the the behind-the-scenes stuff can be pretty fun in a lot of these. Uh, I'm trying to think of another one that had that. Um, Man on the Moon had a lot of, like, back information about Andy Kaufman that that was kind of interesting, and... uh, then a lot of the later Wes Anderson movies have really good stuff about the production, like, uh, you know, because his, his movies are, like, the sets are all so ornate and, like, really detailed. They've got some good stuff about how that all gets done. Yeah, yeah they, the Abyss is really good, too, and they talk about all the filming and how they made this giant tank and how they did all the filming inside this tank and covered it up with, you know, black so it's so dark in there and all that kind of stuff. So that kind of stuff is pretty neat. Speaking of James Cameron, is he alive? Like, is that was he working on Jet Boy or whatever it is? <laughs> I don't know. Jet Boy? I'm serious. I've never dude. heard of it. <laughs> I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm not serious about this. Uh, when I was talking about some of the feet, I remember her, <laughs> a watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, looking for commentaries by Arnold Schwarzenegger, just because they're <sighs> hilarious. Yeah, I recommend the Bober. Yeah. I recommend doing that if you have any Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. <laughs> yes, so look for a, an Arnie commentary. Hey everybody, Greg here. I felt required to intervene and warn you guys that what you're about to hear is one of the scariest laughs of all time. It'll be coming along shortly, followed by a joke mentioned by my brother Jim. You've been forewarned, so be prepared. Enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yes, the Conan the Barbarian one where he's running from the dogs and has to jump up on that, like, hill-type thing. 
to avoid them, and he like slips and scrapes his knee, and he's like, "Oh goddamn it!" <laughs> <laughs> and they have it on film. It's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, what? He's giving the commentary, and he slips and scrapes his knee. <laughs> no, it's like a deleted scene that didn't work out. Oh. Like, super real. <laughs> oh, it's great. It is so good. But Cameron actually does a lot. I mean, T2 has some some cool extra features, mostly uh, cut footage. I remember seeing the scene with uh, Arnie facing the mirror, and they're supposed to be taking the, uh, the, the chip out of his head. And they actually film it by using body doubles on the opposite side of the mirror, so you're not really looking at a reflection. Cool. So there's an actor on one side of the mirror and an actor on the other side of the mirror, and then two stand-ins on each side also to kind of represent each other. So it's kind of neat hearing about how they did that. And apparently, uh, what's-her-face is uh, the main actress. I'm drawing a blank on her name. But anyway, her sister was the stand-in on the other side. Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, to, to kind of tie those two together, uh, getting the chance to watch the Terminator 3 with Arnold Schwarzenegger's commentary on, it, his commentary's not that great, but the idea that he had to take a break from campaigning to do it is just phenomenal. Like the idea that somebody let him take a break from campaigning to be the governor of California to do a commentary on Terminator 3, just phenomenal. Yeah, that's pretty good uh, strategy there. Apparently Cameron is writing the episodes for this TV series. I didn't know he had anything to do with it other than, you know, hey, yeah, oh. go ahead and use it. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I assume that they named the, the girl Terminator after him because her name's Cameron, but that's about all I knew. <laughs> That's very interesting. Uh, other thing, other uh, features I remember. One, watching uh, Warwick Davis, Warwick Davis's commentary in Willow. I would recommend doing that too, at least for the at least for the first twenty minutes, because he he pretty much goes around and talks about. First, he talks about like the midget scenes in the very beginning, like how it was like it was like a record of you know having small people in one area for you know whatever amount of time. But uh, he starts talking about how people act. And the whole time, he's just like, yeah, he's very real. He's very, you know, he's very, you know, there kind of person. Like, he uses that for everybody he describes. It's so great. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I will I will echo the um, Wes Anderson stuff. I've watched a lot of the Royal Tenenbaum extras. Um, not None of the Bottle Rocket stuff because all that's – like, I, did you see they're putting the, the original short in the Bottle Rocket Criterion Edition? Yeah, I, I had heard that. It was available on YouTube a while ago. I yeah. don't know if it still is, but pretty funny. Um, and I did see some of the Rushmore stuff and some of the Steve Zizu stuff. But uh, other than that, like I, I remember watching the director's commentary on Donnie Darko. And after watching it, it ruined the movie for me. I'm just like, this I, is. Yeah, even... I can kind of agree with that, actually. Yeah, have, have you have you guys had that feeling? Like, uh, um, the one thing that did ruin something for me is watching Goonies. I mean, this the commentary was all right, and I learned a couple things, like they accidentally use an actor's name in one scene and that sort of stuff. But seeing the deleted scene of the octopus really. Oh my god! Because so, that joke is heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, just lying. <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was making it up on the beach when he's like, "Oh, the octopus is the scariest part." But it turns out there really was an octopus. They cut it. They just didn't change the language in the film later. And yeah, that ruined it for me. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't think about yeah. that. That was. Well, I like the idea that they think that the joke can stand. Like they were smart enough to know. Maybe, maybe yeah. Actually, that was a conscious choice, but I'm starting to think not if the editors let slip a real actor's name go in the movie. Didn't they call, like, uh, didn't they call Feldman Corey? Or, or no, no, they called Josh Brolin Josh in the movie. Oh, Instead of Bran. Yeah. Uh, there, actually, that reminds the me. Edit, the editor did earn his money by cutting out that scene with the octopus because it's horrible. <laughs> it's, the, and, but, 
For those yeah, that haven't you seen, haven't it. seen the scene with the octopus, there's an evil octopus that's attacking them in the in the water at the end of yes. the movie, and, and it's they this... counter it by throwing a Cindy Lauper playing radio into its mouth yes. and it, like dances away. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And it doesn't move or anything. It's just a still thing. It pivots and it moves on like a track, and that's it. <laughs> oh man, it has no movement ability whatsoever. That must have been the best thing to record. Ever. Cindy Lauper yes. must have pissed when she found out that was. <laughs> Did uh? Yeah. That does remind me though, in terms of you know jokes that were left in uh, as a standalone kind of thing on that was Airplane. I did watch <laughs> some commentaries on Airplane. Apparently, uh, I don't remember if it was a commentary or just, you know, deleted scenes or something or just an interview. I think it was commentary. Uh, you watch the commentary of the Zucker Brothers and uh, I forget who the other producer is that's always with them. Um, uh, Abraham. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and we had... It's the scene where somebody's like, oh, let me turn on some air, and he hits the air, and, you know, it just blasts everybody in the, in the shot, and apparently there's an obvious guy in the front row of this shot that has a giant beard, and it's supposed to be a fake beard that flies off during the scene, but they wanted to make sure that, you know, it tugged on it first and then flew off, so they sort of taped it on or glued it on pretty well. So they did the shot like five times, and every time they did it, they could not get it to fly off, and they just left the shot in there because they just thought it was the funniest thing ever. They're just like, fine, whatever, that's great. Just leave it in there. It's perfect. Made them uh, laugh. That's good. And, yeah, you think yeah, you think it's a joke just because, you know, oh, let me turn on some air and it blasts everybody, but there's supposed to be another joke in there that you never that you never actually get to see. Cause... But, yeah, look for the fake beard next time you watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for just good extra footage stuff, Alien and Aliens both have some really good footage. Uh, Aliens just, I think, it's just the one single scene at the end, but uh, Aliens actually has quite a decent amount of extra footage in there that uh, is actually worth it. Aliens. Yes. One feature that I think needs to be used more that Raiders Lost Ark does is they show some of the screen tests of actors that didn't make it. And I thought oh, that, that was a really sweet. cool idea. Yeah, they had... Uh, um, Oh, gosh, I'm going to draw a blank up this guy's name, too. Uh, the guy who plays uh, in Animal House. He's the, the vice president at West Wing. Oh, uh, Oh, Tim yeah, uh, Matheson. Matheson. Yeah, it shows him trying out with Karen Allen in the role and stuff like that. So it's it kind of neat seeing other people give it a try. And it's embarrassing for them, which makes it great <laughs> yes. for us. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if they have to sign off on this stuff like that. Probably. Speaking of uh, Indiana Jones, uh, apparently the new one's coming out on DVD next week. Who's going to run out and buy that? Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, we actually, we did discuss Indiana Jones the first episode a little bit and discussed how terrible it was. And... You mean the lost episode? Yeah. The lost episode. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to read. the best one ever. That, here, I just, better than I just, yeah, I've got a great idea. I'm going to, I'm going to create a DVD, re-restore the original footage of the lost episode. <laughs> and our extra. <laughs> I still have it. It's great. All you can hear is Jeff and James talking and me just going. Mew, 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 mew. <laughs> That's really all you need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Indiana Jones was the biggest letdown. Possibly, well, it wasn't the biggest letdown. I, everyone, when I saw the trailer for it, I I had no hope from there, and it was. And See, of course, I still have a little bit of hope, but not a ton. And and what was your uh, walking out of the theater feeling? You oh, I, nauseous? I did not like it. Yeah, I, I was a little pissed. <laughs> yeah, if I recall correctly, because we all saw that movie together, uh, if I recall correctly, James went straight to the bathroom and threw up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it that was might not good. my impression, but I, that was, yeah. that was what I Raiders is my favorite movie of all time, so it was rough seeing it have a part like that. I'm definitely considering uh, just pretending that it didn't exist, kind of like I do with Alien 4, so... 
I guess once I erase it from memory, it won't be too bad. Alien Resurrection, is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. What about AVT? It had Winona Ryder in it, though. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Sigourney has sex with an alien, and it's kind of like a 30-second long scene. See, yeah, I haven't seen that part, retarded. so... She's not even yeah. good-looking. Yeah, it's pretty retarded. <laughs> uh, no, Jessica Alba in that role, it wouldn't be that bad, but it's... <laughs> I, I'd watch her have sex with any. <laughs> There's just so much a sex act as just long cuddling going on between the mother alien and Sigourney. So it's really weird. Unfortunately, Indiana Jones falls in the same category as you know who knows how many other series where just a the beginning the first you know first movie was great good whatever and you know the the series was solid until it got to you know movie two or movie three and. This Indiana Jones, you know, definitely falls into that spot for sure. It's it ruined the whole thing. It's just how many uh, <laughs> how many times can I see that movie? Probably zero more times. Yeah, I'm I'm not happy about it. Just too many things wrong with that one. It was really bad. I think the uh, my 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 statement when we walked out was they had what 20 years to come up with a plot for this movie, and they came up with the plot for uh, Stargate. Yep. And it's uh, it's just so bad. Yeah, so and I just remember hearing Harrison Ford talking about how he's not going to do it until he gets a good script. I'm like, that's the one you settled with? Okay, then. Sort of like Jean-Claude Van Damme passing on uh, Street Fighter. So we, uh, <laughs> we, we were going to discuss a little bit more on what other series have turned just to crap like this. Like, as uh, I know... <coughs> you know Star Wars! <laughs> Yeah, the the first standing three were excellent. Like it doesn't yes. get worse and worse. But then if you want to argue that two yeah. different series, <laughs> yeah, that's a different series. We don't even those don't exist. That never happened. <laughs> just like in clerk, like they discuss in clerks, like the other three, it just never happened. It's Honestly, just... I don't consider it as bad as I think most people consider those movies. Just because I don't know, I was twelve when I saw all the first ones or whatever. You know, however old I was, and it's geared to you know kids like that. And I've heard yeah, you kids know, go yeah, gaga over it. Really good point about it like you know i'm making these for kids like i not for weirdos that they're 30 years old and you know dress up like darth vader you know yeah like uh like i'm making this for the kids uh not for us weirdos that are someplace between 25 and right so i give it a little bit of slack for that so uh, i still didn't like him but you know i don't think it was as bad as some people would make it out to be i give george lucas nothing yeah godfather's a really famous one how much is stepped down between the number two and number three maybe I didn't think it was a horrible movie, but it was definitely one that didn't live up to the first two. Ghostbusters 2, not even close to Ghostbusters. We can go on forever. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2. I I would like to say on the Godfather 3 remark is, I wouldn't, I don't know if you could call it, I was keeping it in my back pocket, but I hadn't seen it for a long time until like five years ago. I finally saw Godfather 3, and I expected it to be god awful, so that probably helped the review, but I didn't think it was that bad. It was. It's not. It just doesn't doesn't even. Yeah, like, it just yeah. doesn't compare. Is the problem. And Pacino's rolling. It's just meh. and yeah, I agree. No problem. No problem. And then you know, there's obvious. You know, ba- oh, what about Batman? Batman got better as it went along. Right. Yeah. Well, until it got to until it got to uh, um, Batman and Robin. I mean, Batman Forever was the pinnacle of cinematic. It action. was the <laughs> ultimate <laughs> ultimate action. <laughs> but uh, but Batman and Robin not quite so good. Oh, I do like the part where they start getting into like. I don't know if it's they try to turn Gotham into just a giant rave scene every time they drive around. Everything's neon lights yeah. and yeah. It's, yeah, I think that was all Chris McDonald's idea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the middle ones are just they're just crap. So, is there any is there any uh, 
of the opposite? Is there anything that's gotten better as the series has gone on? Besides anything? Batman? Yeah, yeah, besides Batman. Uh, I think Superman makes a recovery after three and four and two to extent. I mean, three and four, I mean, one, he's fighting like a supercomputer, I believe. Yeah, I thought that was four, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know which one's which between three and four, and there's like the which other one had Richard Pryor in it. That's the one with the supercomputer, whichever one. Yeah, that one is. I just remember him skiing off a building. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's three because they talk about the uh, the stealing of money through it. And it sounds, you know, computer esque. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, and Superman Returns, I think, is really good. I, I really enjoyed that movie. It's very similar to the first one, but for whatever reason, that doesn't bug me too much. I thought that it was really well done. The actors are good. The only thing that kind of bugged me is everyone looks a lot younger, but what can you do? And wasn't it supposed to be a continuation from, like, 2 or something? You were supposed to assume yeah. that Superman 3 and Superman the 4 never took place? literally came out and said, let's just pretend the others didn't count, and this happened right <laughs> after 2. I thought that was gutsy and funny. At the yeah, I guess he got balls. <laughs> we're not gonna, These movies never existed. I, I don't like them whatsoever. I mean, honestly, besides those two, I can't think of a lot that got better. I think uh, Terminator 2 was better than Terminator 1, I think. Yeah, but then 3 drops off and kills it. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yes, no. No, you're not kidding me. Okay. (laughs) I was trying trying to get you on that That, one. Yeah, no, it was obviously a lot worse. (laughs) That's a tough argument, one between two. Yeah, uh, those are two movies that are very different. Terminator's just got that B-movie feel to it. The one thing I remember... The villain, which makes a huge difference. The one thing I remember about Terminator 2 is when it first came out, this is when, you know, the days of VHS... When it first came out, it ran for like seventy five bucks. Do you remember that? It, remember yes, I'm telling you, this is um, this is one hundred percent fact. Are there a lot of really great special features. I've I've it's VHS. There are no special features on such a thing. Um, <laughs> this there were on the uh, there, on the Star Wars re release. Uh, I don't know if you remember that the original three re release. They did like the. Uh, they they cleaned everything up and each each movie had like a half hour before this about is, like what they changed about. Yeah, it. but this is the original I'm talking about. This is the original. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but anyways, it was it was ludicrous. That was ludicrous. But I must I must admit I I would probably say the second one's better than the first one. But uh, I I probably agree with that also. I would also like to point out that I think the Land Before Times got better as uh, <laughs> they went they went from one yeah. to seven. I think the only thing else, the only thing up on that same pedestal is uh, Police Academy. You know, you get yeah, yeah. one, two, no fours. Place to go, but, uh, <laughs> fours. I think a lot end up staying the same or kind of bounce back and forth. Seemed like the well, Star Trek's kind of yeah. bounce back and around. Some were bad, some were okay, that sort of thing. I thought the Lord of the Rings were all pretty similar, pretty good all the way across. I, you know, I, I actually thought that the Lord of the Rings got worse at, as it went along. I, I liked the first one the best, but that might have just been because, you know, I hadn't seen anything like them, and like you said, they all right. were really similar. Actually, the second one was my favorite one. Because it's a giant epic attack film. Yeah. Like, half the film's just them atta- just Is sieging. That battle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that battle. Yeah, uh, There Pretty was, badass. I think watching those movies, too, watching the Lord of the Rings movies, with the extra scenes, like, I don't know if you want to call them extra scenes, but the extended edition ones, I think that changes the movie a lot when you watch yeah, it with those things. They, they have a lot of good extra scenes in there. You might want to I, I definitely wasn't uh, bummed about any of those editions. We, we may... Uh, go ahead. I, I was going to say, we do need to uh, to move along here, and... Uh, if there, if you have any last comments on this, uh, go for it. But we may have to try to sleep on if there are any series that get better as the movies go on, because 
Yeah, I can't think of any right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd be hard-pressed besides Superman Batman. All right, so any any last words on the, the series comments, Jeff? Nah, we could go on no. forever. So. Okay, so we need to uh, wrap it up a little bit here, and we are going to continue with the new Parker Posey's Play Along, and Jeff has that for us today. So, uh, uh, Jeff, uh, I guess start with the explanation a little bit and tell us what the tell us what you got all right for those of you who don't know what the parker posies play along is it's one of us brings up a topic and we each talk about a uh, you know a cer- certain movies or certain characters or whatever it is that fit that topic and uh then feel free to obviously talk about it on the forums greg will open something up that, that'll allow everybody to to kind of uh make fun of each other in that uh last week's was good i'm going to take it in a very different direction though and i'm going to say um because some of the comments that have been made about our show especially by the people that uh <laughs> by the people that are on the show is that we don't have any conflict whatsoever. So I'm going to go ahead with this one and say a movie that you hate that everyone thinks you should like. And I don't mean like triple X. I mean like a movie like uh, that, like people that you like that normally like the movies that you like and like, you know, a movie that was some critical acclaim that you can't stand that everybody uh, around you likes and thinks you should like. And mine is going to be the Paul Thomas Anderson film, in quotation, Magnolia, which I hated. Um, I thought it was way up its own ass. It went nowhere. Uh, and Paul Thomas Anderson gets a lot of acclaim for being intense when really he just puts people in these situations that are incredibly trite and then makes every every shot last a quarter of a second longer than it really needs to to make you feel more tense about it. And wait, and you have to wait for the, you know, the shot to change. It's really, really obnoxious, and I can't stand his movies. That even said, I am looking at There Will Be Blood that just came in from Netflix that I'll probably watch tonight. So... Um, Anyone else have some comments on that topic? Man, that's Jim. You go first. I'm. I'm... <laughs> um, for just for clarification, are we talking? My friends think I should like this, or just these are generally thought of as good movies, and I should uh, like them. Whichever one you want to go with. Um, if you, if you got friends that hate it, all the better, or that like it, all the better. I mean, well, the first two that came to mind is I could not stand Apocalypse Now. It's critically acclaimed. I. I don't know who of my friends like it or that sort of thing, but yeah, Apocalypse Now just seemed like a big waste of time. Uh, big, long journey, gets to the back of the jungle, finally meets this guy, and there's just no payoff whatsoever. Um, the other one that came to my See, mind... I disagree with you. This is awesome already. Okay. <laughs> okay. The other one that I was going to say is 2001 Space Odyssey. Um, Both ones it, you brought up uh, last week, actually. That's interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, part of what made me pick this was you, you bring those two up. Yeah, those two stick in my head. Uh, I just, I mean, I thought it was a real bore. I saw that uh, with uh, a couple friends, and literally we just talked about how it sucked during the movie. Well, yeah, but you guys probably weren't on drugs. Well, yeah, that's a given for me, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, you know... Apparently, I'm having a really tough time with this with this question. Apparently, I love everything that everyone else loves. I'm a loser. You're just a conformist. It. There's, I can definitely, uh, there's a billion TV series that come out come to mind. But let's let's stick to the movies. I do have, can I do? Is it possible? Can we? Never mind. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm looking for ways Your out show, of this. Greg, whatever, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it possible? Uh, I do have issues. For I do have issues with westerns in general. Okay. Like I have a I'm lot. I'm actually of, with you on that, but yeah, a lot of people are big into westerns. Go although ahead. I did end up seeing um, to completely just take all the wind out of out of that argument of my own argument was uh, I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. I think it's called, and that's a pretty yeah. yeah and that was a good movie. I I like that movie, but 
when it comes to like other things I've walked in on in terms of westerns, I just you know you're talking maybe, about old school westerns or just westerns in general. I'm talking about John Wayne westerns. Okay, and, yeah, like um, there's yeah, a lot like, of I even like 310 to Yuma. Everybody told me I was supposed to like that movie. I actually, yeah, I haven't seen that either. And then there's what's the one with Kevin Costner recently too that he did his Water own world. What is it? <laughs> Water <laughs> world. <laughs> oh yeah, that is the western. I forgot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in general, I've I've had problems with westerns. But in terms of a specific movie, I'm I'm having issues. Uh, well, it's I, funny you mentioned westerns because my third is kind of a western because I didn't see Blazing Saddles until maybe two years ago, and everybody else had seen it, you know, eons before. And I went in there with really high expectations and like, okay, I'm gonna be laughing through this whole thing, and I found it mildly amusing. So it was kind of a letdown. I did. I liked Blazing Saddles. I thought. It was Sorry cool. to hear that. That's, that's yeah. I, I was kind of bummed. I'm like, I feel bad. I should for you. like this movie. I like the director. I like all this stuff. I love this genre. It's yeah, that's right probably... up my alley. And then I don't know if it was just because it was pumped up so much from you know people quoting it all the time or what. But yeah, it was kind of a letdown for me. Yeah, the problem there is I I think I watched that movie when swearing was cool, like when I was twelve <laughs> or something. So it was like. When it was taboo. Yeah, <laughs> this movie's awesome. They do so much cool stuff. Oh man, I'm trying to think of other ideas. Like, though, first... I really didn't like the Sixth Sense. Somebody uh, ruined the ending of the Sixth Sense for me, and it just totally destroyed oh. that entire movie. And still, people will be like, "Well, you should have liked it anyway." No, that movie's a piece of shit. If you know what's going to happen at the end of it, <laughs> there was yeah, a... I can imagine. There was one time actually, this Laura did this to me, and this is with a terrible movie, um, Scream. Uh, for all you great Scream fans out there. I had watched, before I had seen Scream the first time, the first movie was sort of a big deal. I have no idea why. I mean, it was because I was like 14 or something. But um, when I went to go see it, Laura told me, like, as a joke, but she meant it as serious when she said it. Like, oh, yeah, the she was trying to lead me on that the father was the, the killer in the movie. So it had me thinking, man, I'm so pissed. Laura already told me this. I know the father's the killer. And <laughs> I watched the entire movie thinking that, and then I walked away with a better movie experience because she lied to me in the beginning saying that the father <laughs> was the killer, which was genius. I should thank her for that. But uh, the, the when you brought that question up, the first, the one thing I wanted to know was, can I do the reverse that of a movie I like that no one else likes? But um, Maybe I, next I, week, asshole. Yeah, maybe, maybe next week. <laughs> Save that for a new topic. Man, uh, did you come up with anything else when you were thinking about it? Uh, you're, the movies that you you hate that other people enjoy. Um, I thought about Magnolia an awful lot. I've never seen I, that movie. I unfortunately, hate that movie. Yeah, um, I have to agree with you on that one. I wasn't a big Magnolia fan. It was weird for the sake of being weird. It seemed like. Yeah. Um. No, I thought I thought about that. I did. I did give a little bit of thought to westerns, but that's just like a whole genre that I don't like. So I think I'm sort of excused from like all those movies. Um. But yeah. Uh. No, I, I mean that, that was the big one. There, you know, there are little ones, I suppose, but that was the, those are the big ones: Six Sense and Magnolia. You know, like I didn't really like City Slickers Two: The Legend of Curly's Gold. I know everybody liked that movie, but <laughs> I just didn't ring with me. You know, um, like I never saw Analyze This. Uh, speaking of, <laughs> how about Analyze <laughs> That? Have you? No, I didn't see that one either. Talk- that's another thing. I, I was really hoping somebody would like come out with like, "Oh, Godfather." I didn't like the Godfather, and we can go, "What? Yeah. Like, what the hell's wrong with you?" This is a hard topic. Me? Like, I I haven't even really <laughs> picked a movie yet. I just said westerns. I need to think of something that I just I didn't like whatsoever. There's a ton of like borderline chick flicks that I obviously didn't like, but um, I guess here's oh no, I was gonna say say anything. 
was a movie everybody liked, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, mild on how much I like that movie. It's yeah, not... saying anything's like a, it's like a, like a quintessential '80s movie. I don't think anybody expects that to be your, like your favorite movie. I here. think, I think this, our group of people really love Say Anything. Actually, really, yeah. See, I'm a huge fan of uh, Better Off Dead, but I, I like Say Anything. I can take it or leave it. <laughs> I can take it or leave. It. Yeah, Better Off Dead's an excellent film. Uh, I, well, this topic did not go off nearly as well as I'd hoped it had. Keep thinking. It's a tough one. No, no. I, I'm, uh, I'd just like to say that I'm holding up my part of the bargain. Yeah. yeah no, no. It's it, it definitely, uh, definitely. There's, there's one part of this triangle that's, uh, that, that's definitely. Wait a minute. Uh, hold on. A better word. Sucking. James gave three movies. I just gave like three thousand movies. So yeah, that you kind of <laughs> like and don't really like that much. Like, be, yes. be, be passionate. <laughs> I don't like westerns, but that one's really good. <laughs> Kind of lukewarm about. <laughs> All right, you get you guys can you guys can take your uh, ball and leave because uh, <laughs> I'm I'm done playing with you guys. I'm getting new I'm getting new hosts, new co-hosts. You're done. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> get somebody that likes all your movies. Yeah, that's 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 gonna have to be. Uh, I need to get moving, anyways. But uh, uh, we're gonna have to expand a little bit on the forums. But I hope uh, I hope everybody will take Jeff's question of a movie that you despise that everybody either in your inner circle likes or are we allowing a general public a general public likes yeah, it and you don't like critically it critically acclaimed because like otherwise we're going to come up with like yeah. I, I specifically said triple x because like of course you're not gonna, like you know well maybe you do but like most people aren't going to like triple yeah. x that are listening to this but at the same time yeah. like just you know, go with, you're going to get people that say like triple x is awesome yeah just go with supposed to like and let you interpret that how you want whether it's critical or because your friends all like it too and that sort of thing Okay. Yeah, I like that that phrasing. That you're supposed to like, but no. Okay. Well, we will. Uh, I hope you do a lot better than Greg did. Yeah. Every. I challenge you to do better than. That. <laughs> hey, I said westerns. I had that's like six thousand movies. I did way better than you guys. So anyhow, we're at the end of there, and I'm sorry I uh, I didn't have the input that you guys had on that last question, but uh, <laughs> I do I do appreciate you guys for uh <laughs> for for doing better than me. Anytime, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, thanks. Thanks for joining in, and uh, we will. Uh, I guess we will see you guys next podcast, which will be next Tuesday. And Jim will have a better question for us next. Better. Week. Ooh, putting on the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Yep, see ya. Take care.